This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. I'm Crudy Joshi, the digital editor of Media Week, and I'm at the News Corp offices at the moment in Surrey Hills. And I'm sitting here with the national travel editor, Gianna Froley. Hi, Gianna, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for talking to me today. And so you're just a few days shy from launching the new uh, Escape website as well as releasing the new issue. What's happening at the moment? What's going through your head? Well, May 29 has been etched as the date in my head uh, since the beginning of the year. We knew that that was the day where we were going to press go on the new website and also the redesign and the new content philosophy for the Escape section. And so the fact that it's now Friday the 27th of May I've seen the printed product, Uh, I know what's happening on the website and can see that it's ticking every box that we'd hoped that it would. So I feel relief and excitement. I know you have a few similes for it, you're just telling me that you're telling someone that it's like a marriage? Uh, No, I said I I feel like this week we've had the wedding and the wedding's nearly over and we are about to enter the marriage period. So I think uh, having worked on a number of relaunches and launches from scratch of both magazines and uh, newspaper sections, Mm. there's a lot of time where you're planning and there's a lot of anticipation, the build-up, the excitement, all the finessing that you're doing of the content and the design, marketing, you know, there's just so many pieces of the puzzle that you're putting together. And finally then it, it reaches that very pointy end where you see what you've done come into fruition and that's what's happened in the last few days uh, when you we finally send the print section to the printers and then when you see all the work that the product team have been doing come to life on your computer screen in in, in the digital space it's very very exciting but or I shouldn't say but the next stage is that week in, week out, as as with a marriage, it becomes a very different feeling. And uh, you, you bed down all the things that you've been building up to. There's also a greater speed around what you're doing. You know, mm. so you, um, I, I like to call the, the second week is like the difficult second novel or the difficult second album. I know that um, creative people struggle. Like they seem to put a lot of energy into the into the first novel or or song or whatever it might be and and I think we've we've tried our best to plan so that we are going into week two with the same energy and enthusiasm and degree of planning that we had for for the first edition. So how long have you been planning this redesign for like you did mention that you know that date uh, July 20 I mean sorry May 29th has been the you know the date in on top of your mind since you started this year um, but how long has the redesign been you know being planned for? We started look I've been in the role of national travel editor since uh, I think March last year and we knew that there was that it was going to be time for change, uh, and then it so it took maybe eight months of research and talking to all our, um, you know, the stakeholders in the business, uh, getting an understanding of what the modern traveller looked like, the Australian holiday maker, um, also speaking to our commercial partners around what what trends they were working with and where where the interest. Um, was in certain types of travel. 
So it's been one of those things that's been simmering away for a long time. And then it was probably in about December last year that I started to work very closely with uh, one of the designers. His name's Chris Davies. He's an absolute gem. He's been a fantastic sort of partner in crime for me. He's got a very original and distinctive eye and he really took the brief and ran with it. He, he, He didn't go for a subtle redesign he he really brought escape into 2016 and so during that time we wanted to create uh, a strong brand identity uh, so that escape which currently has an audience of 4.7 million across our six newspapers uh, the the Sunday papers across Mm. Australia for News Corporation we, we took that as a perfect opportunity to inject the same love and that all of brand change into our website and into our social media assets. And so it really we hit the ground running in, in February, I'd say, and started to work with the product team um, at News Corporation. And so there have been a lot of people uh, who've been involved in the process and it's you know, there's it, there's a lot of um, input from, as I say, the senior stakeholders in the business, and also because the the section itself has to work for each market. Each uh, Sunday newspaper has a slightly different agenda, um, a slightly different DNA, mm. but of course we want to be able to understand the reader in Adelaide or Perth or Melbourne and so on, and see how they differ and ensure that we had a product that worked for all of them. So is the section the same in all of your markets, or do you tweak it a little to suit, um, say, an Adelaide audience more than a Sydney audience, etc.? The The aim is to make it suit all Australians. So the content, we start off with, um, with stories and we would say, I'd say 90% of them could go into all markets, but they all have different pagination. So some book sizes are much bigger than others and um, because of the way the advertising works. So we have local advertising as well as national advertising. And so some books might be, you know, 64 pages, but in another state it might be 42 pages or something like that. So that's that would be the difference. It, it would just be that the book size doesn't allow for more stories. Right. And so would you have a look at all of those different books and um, just make sure it's exactly yes. where you need to be? Yes. So you go through six different... Yes. It's a, wow. massive, it's a massive undertaking. Each week we would output 200 pages of Escape. and uh, But we, we want to make sure that each each audience in each state receives the best product so yes across it all and now now the website on it on you know which we did have a a digital presence Mm. so um the new uh, escape.com.au is a standalone website in the past we had a travel section in each of the masthead websites so we would be in the dailytelegraph.com.au in their travel section heraldsun.com.au in their travel section but what it means now is that we have a standalone brand and I think it reflects news corporations I guess belief that travel is is a very important category for us uh, and and we want to make sure that 
the escape.com.au brand is as synonymous with travel as, say, taste.com.au is with food or vogue.com.au is with fashion. Yep. So it's a, it's a strong stand that we're making, that escape.com.au, even though it's always had a massive audience in print, is is here with with a even bigger digital footprint to come. So like you mentioned, um, Escape was, like all its content, was housed under different masthead and their websites and then under the travel section. So now having its own standalone website, how do you think this is going to Im- impact on the re- like the traffic numbers on the site, essentially, and the content? We, we um, anticipate that they will rise dramatically. We, we know that um, at the moment, because um, the way that the, the Google... Um, Google treats us, it looks like we have sort of cheated the system a bit, I guess, by having the same story in five different places. And so now that we have everything in one place, SEO is, is, will be more on our side than it has been in the past. Um, so that's, that's definitely a plus. So uh, a lot of our strategy is, is around SEO. Of course, everybody's is in 2016. Um, and, and, that, that's where we will drive traffic. The masthead websites will be instrumental in, in our success as well. Um, the mas- digital masthead editors have been fantastic in their support of the new brand. And so they will, be, um, they will point to stories from their home pages. And so that's another way. And then of course, social media. So we, we know of, travel is just one of those things. It's so shareable i mean everybody goes on a holiday everybody's always planning a holiday you want that voyeuristic experience if your mates are overseas you, you want to know exactly what they're doing you know gone are the days i guess of postcards and lettergrams we've seen it all on instagram or their facebook posts their tweets you know it's it's such a fantastic way to tell stories and so when we now can well we've always had that social media presence um but I guess we are looking at escape with fresh eyes and we will be making sure that that the brand, the essence of the brand, which is your next holiday starts here, is reflected in in all the uh, elements that we use. Yep. And so now with the standalone website, I think that kind of adds one more thing into your kitty (laughs) on top of the six different editions that you do look at. are you going to be hiring for a digital editor or is it just going to be you who's going to make sure about the content? <laughs> no, we have, um, I have a team of people. They're excellent. Uh, so we have an associate editor. Her name's Susan Bug. We have, no, I lied about that. She's the deputy editor. The associate editor is Rowena Ryan. She has a very strong digital background. She, she worked in the travel um, section of news.com.au. Mm. And then we have two content producers uh, Simon Sang and Melinda Browning. So we are a small team and then we have a massive team of contributors because everybody does travel in a very different way and our audience is variable in what they do. And so we want to make sure that we have all of those voices. But in terms of the, the core team, those people, you know, they are uh, super enthusiastic and about the website and, and highly skilled. And as I say, we have the the beauty of all of News Corporation's, you know, digital mastheads and the the expertise of 
so many people in terms of social media and the, that digital space that we can share that knowledge and innovation and ensure that what we're giving our customer is, is the best possible solution. Yep. And so now during the event, um, on, on like when you're releasing the new issue at the key restaurant on 26th May, you mentioned that you've only traveled first class once in your lifetime. <laughs> and I think if I remember correctly, that was in the 70s. That's right. And that, I was like, wow, okay, so she's a national travel editor. How has she only traveled first class once? Uh, well, for those uh, who weren't at, uh, listening or at my at the event yesterday, you are right. I, I, was, um, I flew first class once when I was three and a half. My father was posted to Washington, D.C. He was a diplomat. And in those days, I don't know how anybody ever signed off that you flew first class, but apparently that's what the public servants did. And so my parents and my three siblings and I all flew first class to Washington, D.C. So I've not flown first class since, that is true. I've, I've been lucky enough um, through my job to have flown business class. Um, I mean, it, it's a, it, I have a fantastic job. I'm a very, very lucky journalist. Um, I feel like I have um, a job that people, I think any job that's in an area of lifestyle um, that people have an interest in beyond, you know, their profession, I think is a very good thing. And so I I know there'd be people who would envy sports reporters or envy food reviewers. And I think travel works in, in that way too. Everyone, as I said before, they love holidays and they want to talk about their holidays and they're forever planning holidays. And we have, we all have a wish list of places that we want to see before we die. And, and I'm just lucky enough that I get to write about that every day. So do you travel a lot as part of your job? Oh, I guess it's all relative. I, this year I have been on two trips, but I've been focused on entirely almost on, on the, um, on the relaunch for Escape, but I was lucky enough to be able to go on a trip to Singapore and take my children, uh, which was, that's unusual to be able to take anybody along with you, but it was a story about Singapore for children, bingo, I have two kids. (laughs) I was also, I went to an excellent new resort in Byron Bay, and again, I was um, able to take a travelling companion and I took my dad and I, that was that was an excellent opportunity because in the past I've taken my mum on cruises and things like that. Um, so it was nice to be able to take Dad along this time. We had a really, really nice long weekend away. Your dad would have been like, okay, I dibs on this yeah, trip. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He, he thought it was, he was going, wow, this is, this is a great way to travel. And so it's, um, I, I love flying. I, I go interstate a lot to see my colleagues and spend time with our commercial partners and I still I'm still happy to sit on the plane I know sometimes people are grumbling because the plane might be delayed and I'm just thinking wow this big piece of metal is taking off and taking me a thousand kilometers away and I'm sitting up here in the clouds I, I think flying is fantastic and I wish that everybody I like I look around at the when I'm at the airport sometimes and I'm looking at what people are wearing and and I'm thinking ah oh, the glamour I don't don't lose the glamour I want you know those days when people dressed up 
anyway, maybe maybe I don't really want that to happen, but <laughs> it's a sweet. <laughs> but I, I, I don't. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic that in this day and age, though, that travel is so affordable. Um, that that when you look at the travel indexes around the cost of flights to London and and New York and things like that, it is so much more affordable to fly these days. And I think last year, 10 million Australians travelled overseas. And I think that that is an indication of what a sophisticated group of travellers we have and the importance of having a trusted brand like Escape uh, to help those people make better travel decisions and, and choose the holiday that suits them, get great value for money, and also connect them to our commercial partners. I mean, in... In our planning of the of escape, people internally would ask me, "What what are you calling it? Um, like, what's the catch line?" And I'd say, "It's your next holiday starts here." But really, I want it to be Tinder for travellers. <laughs> what I want it to be that would have been viral. Should have gone I, with that. I wanted to. I guess where we want Escape to go is for Escape to be the matchmaker between our audience of four point seven million and our commercial partners, because I think. That's it's a it's a perfect um, you know a, a perfect group of of I'm going to say threesome but that doesn't sound right either. <laughs> I think that we have um, a space in travel where the advertising is very welcome, and we want to be able to teach the the travelling public to interpret what those ads mean and understand why they're appearing at certain times of the year and then ensure that we have editorial that, that I guess, goes with the deals that are being offered. So we know, for example, in August, that's when the early bird deals for Europe come out. So it's a perfect time for any traveller to be buying tickets to go overseas. And so we want the audience to understand what that means for them and give them stories to, so they can plan their holiday and, as I say, get the best value for money and the best experience. Yep, so speaking of um, editorial and advertisers, some mastheads or sections kind of say that they refrain from sending their journalists or, like, allowing their journalists to do sponsored travels or, mm-hmm. you know, sponsored meals, etc. So what's your take on that? Because they say that's for editorial integrity purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your approach to that whole thing? Look... I would love to think that that I had a budget that allowed for me to choose a travel destination and and pay for it for independent, like pure independent um, review. Unfortunately, that's just not possible. And we have commercial partners who offer us trips. We have independent um, part, travel partners who offer us trips, and we send journalists on those trips. There is no agreement about positive or negative um, endorsement. We would hope that the reviews um, that we publish are independent. We we choose journalists who understand the value of criticism. And I guess it's like going to a restaurant. As long as you call out the problem when, when it occurs, usually the the supplier will understand that there was a mistake and we, we need to, to let people know. So we yes, we do that, but equally we have a lot of journalists who go on trips and write stories based on their own experience. And it, so not every single story is about um, a sponsored trip. 
Yeah, sure. And so if your journalists do go on sponsored trips, is that um, kind of declared anywhere? Yeah, it would say at the end, at the end of the story that right. the person was a guest of and we would name the travel organisation. Right, that makes a lot of sense. So in terms of competition for travel content in print, I would identify your most major competitor as Fairfax's um, traveller section. Yes. Um, so how is Escape different from what you know that traveller section offers and do you keep a close eye on what they're doing? Look, we, we work in an environment where, yes, in Australia we have two major newspaper groups. I'm sorry about my voice. Um, so I think Traveller is an excellent product. We are... But I, I don't um, base what our editorial philosophy is or our content strategy on what they do. <clears throat> Excuse me. I base it on what the mass market audience for News Corporation is looking for. And so I have based that on the top 10 destinations, for example, that we know Australians travel to. We know they go to Bali, Singapore, Fiji, Phuket, London, New York. I could keep going. And so we want to focus on those destinations. And it's a much more mass market demographic. And so we, we that's the way we go with our content. Yep. And so in terms of... Uh competition that uh, like you know it doesn't just come from that traveler section in the Fairfax papers um, you could also talk about say glossy magazines like gourmet traveler international traveler get lost magazines and a lot of times a lot of people argue you know that experience in gloss is different to what it is on print paper yes um, so how does that competition impact um, escape look I think escape in print it comes out on a Sunday the Sunday newspapers are still very strong. It's a it's a very big part of people's Sunday ritual to read the paper. And I think that we know with the circulation of, of 1.7 million of the papers that Escape goes into, that there are a lot of people that that's part of their escapism. I mean, it's, 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 perf- it's in perfect harmony with the day. And so... Look, in all media, we're competing for people's time. And um, I don't expect that anybody in this day and age goes to one source and one source only for, for their inspiration and information. So, we, But I guess it's the time of day at which you capture that, um, that person's imagination. And for Escape in Print, it's on a Sunday. And we know that they're, they're in that sit-back They've got their kale smoothie or their eggs benedict or, you know, Vegemite on toast and and they love it and it's the most read section in the paper. Um, and I think that's because, as I say, everybody always wants to go on a holiday and a lot of the other parts of the paper maybe are skewed a little bit towards a, a niche, not even a niche, but just a skewed a little bit more to a certain demographic, whereas travel and holidays... That's everyone. And so I think we're very lucky there that we we have that chance to speak to them. But we do speak to them throughout the week as well. We know the peak times for people to look at travel on social media are on the commute to work, the commute home from work, and then during that time, you know, when they're sitting on the couch, probably double or in this day and age, triple screening. Um, And so we can speak to them in a different way during those times. And, and now with the new website, 
we will then capture them at other times of the day with you know with video we've got we work with storyful very closely so every day we have a meeting with the storyful people and we get the best travel videos from around the world so there's always a chance to capture people to capture people's imagination. So, could you go a little bit deeper into your association with Storyful? How does that work? Do you pull out videos from what they have? We do, we do. So, we we work uh, in a two-speed way with Storyful, where we would have just that daily catch-up, which is, I guess, more like a, a news conference. What's happened today? You know, so we we that and they'll they would have looked at the video from around the world, and they'll supply us with something, and then we'll write a complimentary story what we also do is tell them in advance what we're working on and so then they can go and search for specific stories and so it gives us you know very rich content I mean it's it's such an asset for us to have to be able to work with the team from Storyful. And so we, in terms of your digital platform as well you'll be con, uh, you'll be contending with all these user-generated content that's coming out. Like a lot of people do blogs on travel and um, like fashion, food and travel, I would say are one of the you know most popular categories when it comes to online searches. Um, so how do you make sure that, you know, what Escape has to offer is kind of floats on top of the sea of content that there is there? Yes. Look, I, I love that there's all that user-generated content. I mean, it's perfect because it allows you to get down into a deep dive level around certain destinations that we may not normally have um, access to with with the journalists that we have. And so it's it's an excellent source of inspiration and information for us. Um, But I think that we, Escape is a brand that has um, already a very, very strong recognition amongst the traveling public. And News Corporation is in itself a, a, a massive force behind it and I think that power is something that just it sets it apart um, it, it means that we um, we have access to journalists we pay we pay for our content and and we we strongly believe that the content we're giving is the best journalism um, that we can offer have you ever or are you looking to, will you be working with like some of, you know, some influential bloggers in that travel space from Australia? Is that something that's an I'm area open of to everything. I'm open. Honestly, I get I get so many pitches every day. Um, and if anybody listening is, is thinking of pitching to me, really the email is the thing that sells me. I can tell immediately from the, the email style and from um, their the story that they give me as an example of their their writing style or simply by looking at their Instagram feed or Twitter feed that's what I want to know about them I want I want to read their content and and I want them to take me on a journey and I I'm open to anyone I get people from our our readers who have been you know they've been on a fantastic train trip or they've been diving somewhere or climbed a mountain or seen penguins in Antarctica and if they can tell me their story in a way that excites me then I'm all for giving those people an opportunity I'm not saying send send me absolutely everything but I think I have maybe I have maybe 20 contributors who are my go-to people. They're great, solid writers, but I'm, you know, 
content, content, content. It's got to come from, you know, so many places. So what kind of stories do you reckon... What kind of stories do you reckon sell with your um, readers online and in print? With my travels, I never have a you know seamless experience. Something always goes wrong. I know with it. that's well. I think that's really important. Um, I think that people want to um, to know what could go wrong and learn from your experience. I think that as much as the creative writing and that beautiful immersive feature writing is very much part of what Escape is about. We also want to make sure we give people really pragmatic information. And so for me, you know, names and addresses of places to go and and the little instructions about, you know, it may look like a dodgy, you know, alleyway, but don't don't worry about it when you get to the red door on the left and knock twice, you'll have the best, you know, gin and tonic in New York. You know, that's and that's what I want people to know. I think we don't want just generic travel writing. I do think some stories fit that 101 style because not everyone's been everywhere. But there are some destinations and in those top 10 that I mentioned before where we can do a really deep dive. You know, so we do Bali is just it's beloved of our audience. Bali stories go off the charts when we publish them. And in the opening edition we have an expat's guide to Bali and and it, it's very specific so it's obviously not your Seminyaks and and um, Ubuds and things like that it's it's much more off the beaten track secretive kind of places to go and that's the kind of story we love and so you mentioned before that on Instagrams through social media we've kind of seen it all and you know so postcards do you think do you still think that they have some value in it today oh I don't think we've seen it all. I, I, I think about um, those beautiful, like, it's absolutely on my wish list of travel places. I've never been to one of those overwater bungalows in Bora Bora or the Maldives. And I look at those photos, I could look at them every single day. And I think people could look at the Eiffel Tower or the Statue of Liberty. I think they want to know, uh, you know, where to go to get a gelato in, in Rome, where to eat pizza in Naples. I think... I just don't think we ever tire of it because it is, you know, Instagram, we love that unicorns and rainbows kind of world. You know, it's this every day it's like getting postcards from your friends. And even if you don't know them, you you follow your favourite people on Instagram and that holiday feeling is with you even if you're sitting in a cubicle in the CBD of your local city. <laughs> now nearing the end of the podcast, because obviously you have somewhere to be, before becoming the national travel editor, you were the head of lifestyle for Editorial Network. Now what was that role about? So I looked after some other brands in News Corporation's network. So I, I looked after Cars Guide, Food, Personal Finance, and I think that might be it. And prior to that, I was the national food editor for News Corporation and before that I worked in magazines so I've I've had um I've I've worked in publishing all since I left uni my first job I was the assistant to the letters editor at the Sydney Morning Herald so I've 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 now come to this fantastic job as national travel editor and editor of escape and I'm just more than excited about our launch on on Sunday, May 29. Do you miss the glossy pages of the magazine? Look, 
I, I loved the glossy pages and particularly with photography, it made places sing. But the beauty of the medium that I work in now is that you speak to so many more people. Like I feel like I have such a, an opportunity and I guess a privilege to be helping people make their holiday decisions. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Gianna, thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure. Uh, You were listening to the Media Week podcast. Please do follow us on Twitter. That's at MediaWeekAUS or find us at MediaWeek.com.au.